0: Hmm, I wonder what I should talk about today. Maybe I should talk about... Oh, I know. I should probably finish editing the actual play. That's almost done. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Cody M has been looking forward to the Clerics episode for my five E essentials. Hmm, you know, that's been on the back burner for a while. Maybe I should talk about that. I should probably talk about that. Nah, I think I'm just going to answer some voicemails. You're listening to Frank T's Liner Notes. An informal, irregular podcast where I will think out loud about map design, papercraft terrain, game theories, projects I'm working on, and in general, letting loose the voices inside my head. today's microburst, I want to catch up on some voicemails that have been piling up, and I thought I should probably get to them before they're really out of date. First, let's step into the Wayback Machine and hear a few comments on my first actual play episode. We've got Jeremy from the Thought Eater podcast, Darren Arfed Green, and of course, Spike Pit. You know, the kids really had a blast, and I promise that I'm almost ready to publish the second half of that actual play in a week or so. You know, I really underestimated the amount of time that I was going to spend putting that together. I really enjoyed adding all of the sound effects, and when I got to the second half, I realized that you know, there's a lot that the listener probably is missing out on. And so in true, uh, red dice diaries fashion, I'm going to probably have to add in some narration to bridge the gaps.
1: Hey, Frank Froth here. Just wanted to let you know, I enjoyed your, your new podcast here. Uh, I love the uh, sound effects and stuff that you've added to it that that's really cool um, and then the other thing I love is just playing d and d with kids my daughter's seven so and we've been doing stuff together since she was probably like four I just we kind of started just like doing some world building and stuff together and uh, now she's played for a while uh, she's got her trusted wolf companion wolfie and uh, her mom will play with us uh the latest thing we've been doing is uh we just started this sinister secret of salt marsh so uh it's just such a joy to hear things like you know with the goblin like throw it at his head aim for the head i uh, just uh it just brings a lot of joy to me so i wanted you to know that i enjoyed that thanks
2: hi frank arfed here uh just listened to side a um of your adventure I thought the editing was awesome, Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, It was short but uh, exciting and uh, I think you've got uh, a good GM there in Christian and your other players seem to really enjoy it. But um, I'd love to listen to more. Um, Like I said, I thought the editing was awesome, made it so much more exciting and it sounds like you had a great time. So uh, I'm looking forward to more. Keep it up.
3: Hello Raiders of the Forgotten Treasure. Christian, Jerry, Frank and James Spike here from England Sounds like news has got across the pond And uh, yeah, I've been listening to you guys sitting down And Christian running us through his adventure Awesome stuff And uh, you've got a real wizard for a dad there Putting it all together in a, a great episode I've listened to Side A Can't wait for Side B Really good fun Welcome to the hobby guys Welcome to the Anchorites, your podcasters now, and I look forward to to more in the future. Take it easy and keep on rolling.
0: Thanks, guys. I would definitely expect to hear more from the kitty table soon. My 11-year-old daughter is really itching to get behind the GM screen, and she's been bugging me about it for a while. In fact, she wants to do an all-girls game and podcast with her sisters and her cousin. So I'm really looking forward to that. We're going to have to work on getting her GM chops up. Next up, Ray Otis, Cody M., and Arfed have some interesting comments on the Spike Pit Liner Notes crossover episode that Colin and I did on the use of the word role-playing games versus adventure games to describe the games that we play at the table.
3: Hey Frank, you and Colin convinced me. Adventure games it is. I like that. I was reading Empire of the Imagination and they suggested that Ken St. Andre, who created Tunners, Tunnels & Trolls, was the first one to use role playing as a term and it was because of a cease and desist letter sent by TSR to get him to stop naming D&D as, you know, at, at naming Tunnels & Trolls as a game like D&D. So he started calling it a role playing game or a fantasy role playing game, something like that, and in an advertisement and I believe that's where the term originated uh, in fantasy gaming. But I I'm 100% on board with ditching it and calling them uh, tabletop adventure games or analog adventure games or just adventure games. Um, I like it. Thanks for the suggestion.
0: Yeah, Ray, I'm going to have to ask Ken about that when I see him next. He's a regular at all the local cons here in Phoenix, and he just loves to talk. And from the same episode, Darren Green and Cody M., have some valid points about RPGs versus adventure game being used to describe computer games.
2: Hi, Frank. Arfed here. As usual, enjoyed the podcast with you and my brother um, that you recently released. Um, Just wanted to pick up on something you said on there. I think you sort of changed your mind during the show, but um, I play some computer games which they say are RPGs, uh, and I, I think they are really, um, you've got your character you build a party, you choose your advancements of spells and things like that um, who comes and goes from your group what equipment and weapons you choose. But there is quite a lot of interaction with the characters in the game. So you make decisions on whether you attack people or make friends with them. Um, There's a number of sequences during the games where you've got dialogue that you can choose different options and it does affect the game. So I think you are choosing your role and you're changing the way the game plays out. So I think it is a role-playing game. Anyway, keep up the good work. Bye.
4: Hey, Frank, it's Cody. Um, I had a quick thought for you guys um, in regards to video game RPGs. So I think um, it would probably be better off to classify video games that call themselves RPGs as adventure games or fantasy adventure games or science fiction or whatever their specific genre is. But um, I've yet to come across a game that markets itself as an RPG that's an actual role-playing game in the sense that Dungeons & Dragons is a role-playing game or you know any other kind of tabletop game. Um, more than likely, it's going to be an adventure game. Um, your character may fulfill a specific role, or you may play multiple characters that sp- fill specific roles, but in the end, it's an adventure game, not um, a role-playing game. Anyway, um, I really enjoyed your guys' crosscast, cast and uh, look forward to more content from you guys later. Take it easy.
0: Hmm. Seems like there may be a bit of contention on the idea of computer games being true RPGs. I've definitely been on that fence before but i think in a limited way computer games can definitely be considered rpgs i mean after all they do owe their existence to tabletop rpgs and finally in response to my homework assignment some great thoughts and suggestions about capturing ideas when they happen frank this is logan I think it's a really great idea to have people call in with ways to capture lightning in a bottle. One thing that works really well for me is to spend downtime building a template or like a structure in Word so that when a great idea comes to me, I can just drop it into the appropriate spot. So for example, I have templates for my zine and if I think of anything that might go well in my zine, I just drop it into that spot. Say I've got a monster idea or a place or some kind of technique that I wanna share. There's a spot for that in my zine, and I can drop it in there and maybe I'll use it and maybe I won't, but I never feel like I'm losing those ideas. Thanks, Logan. I'm a big fan of using templates for almost everything else, and I don't know why I haven't started using them for note organization. That's definitely going into my toolbox. Oh, and by the way, I love the theme music for your podcast. Wow Swordbreaker. You know, I caught myself singing it as I walked through Walmart the other day while I was sh- shopping for groceries. I'm sure I got some interesting stares. My kids almost joined in as well. Hey Frank, it's Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue, and I'm going to record this before I forget it.
3: Um, just been listening to your, you know, how do you catch a lightning in a bottle podcast, and totally relate to you, dude. The whole thing about like losing an idea instantly, you know, almost in the, you know, snap of a finger. Um. Man, that haunts me. So I use Evernote uh, to capture quick notes. You can also do sound stuff on that. But it occurs to me that if you're using Anchor, why not just actually record your thinking out loud process while you're driving? You know, get it going. Get before you start driving. Record the whole flipping long episode of your own thoughts into your Anchor cast. And then, you know, later on you can re-listen to it and you can delete it when you don't need it anymore. Um, Or you could do that with Evernote as well. It's a great app. Anyway, just a random thought. Cheers, dude. Thanks for sharing your
0: thoughts. All the best. And that was Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue. He recently finished Series 1 of his podcast on how lapsed gamers can get back into the hobby and just started Series 2. While I really haven't been a lapsed gamer for at least seven years now, there's still plenty of great advice that you can glean. And I'm really looking forward to Series 2, which is just starting now. I really enjoyed the advice that he gave in response to capturing lightning in a bottle, and that doesn't disappoint either. Thanks, Che. Uh, I want to say that I've also used Evernote, and I do like the voice-to-text feature from my phone. I do, though, find that it times out way too often and it's usually when I'm in mid-thought and trying to avoid the psycho soccer mom who absolutely needs to put her SUV in the same space on the highway as my car. As far as recording directly to anchor, that's a great idea. I would love to be able to sort of do the same type of recording that, say, Jason Hobbs does. I'm just a stickler for the audio quality. And If I'm going to record into my phone, I might as well use something that's a little bit more reliable than Anchor because I know that it likes to crash a lot. So I'm going to look into possibly adding a microphone to my recording and see if I can cut down on some of the road noise in the car because, man, my ideas are usually coming out the most while I'm driving. So I think, though... I can add some ideas to that and uh, Froth has some really good ideas to add to the idea of recording your voice while driving.
1: Hey Frank, Froth here enjoying the listen. Um, one thing I wanted to suggest, I play music and uh, write songs and often just like you're talking about, I'll be in the car and have a melody come into my mind or uh, some, something like that, or I'll just be out somewhere. And if I don't try to save it immediately, I will absolutely forget about it. So something that's been helpful to me is to just use the, uh, microphone uh, recorder on my phone and just, uh, hum the melody into that a couple of times and record it. And then you can just, you know, email it to yourself later, but that's what I've had to start doing because if I don't do that, I will absolutely forget it. And like the best ideas seem to hit you when you're not even, you know, trying to think of them. So anyway, it might be an idea if you're driving in your car and you get a great idea, you can hit that microphone voice feature and uh, save some stuff. So anyway, enjoyed the listen.
0: Thanks, Froth. It's definitely a good suggestion. And I used the voice recorder on my phone for the actual play with my kids. And so I know for a fact that I can record for very long periods of time. I'm a little reluctant, though, to use it as a sole means of capture because I don't really want to tie up my phone while I'm driving. It's already doing so many different things, you know. I get my traffic alerts and everything else. So I'm just trying to think. Maybe there's another idea, and let's see what Matt Random has to say because I think he may be on to something.
5: Hey, Frank. It's Matt. Hey, uh, just a quick idea. Um, I was listening. I listened to your podcast and then I flipped over to Tim's because I had missed Tim's and I wanted to see what he was talking about based on what you were talking about. But anyway, uh, just a quick idea. I've used my phone before for voice to text to record notes and it never works very well. So a quick thought I had was, have you thought about getting a quick audio recorder? I think you can pick them up for like 20 bucks on Amazon now. They usually have a USB connector so you can connect them to a computer. But I bet if you recorded your notes verbally in the car, which wouldn't take any more than you know hitting a record button, then later that evening, played them back and transferred them to a notebook, old school pen and paper, oh, crap. Hey, that's Matt again, part two. Uh, if you transferred them from your rec- voice recorder to... A notebook old-school pen and paper I bet I would almost guarantee that it will inspire you because those ideas are gonna come back and as the process of your mind transferring it from listening to you say it to processing it in your mind and then copying it down on a pen and paper or on paper with a pen I bet it will get your gears spinning Anyway, give it a try. Let me know how it works. I almost guarantee. You know what? Fuck it. I guarantee that'll work for you.
0: I think that might be the first twofer I've ever received from Matt Random. That's as high an honor as getting your first Green Brothers call in. Matt, thanks for the call in, and I'm really glad to see you're back in the podcast game. You had a lot of great things to say before that really touched on my situation as an older gamer, and I'm really looking forward to hearing what your new podcast has to say. I just hope I can keep up. You're definitely working at a spike pit rate. And I really like the idea of a dedicated recording device. I think it might not only solve the timeout issue on the phone app, as well as keep my phone free from having to multitask so much and now a man who needs no introduction.
3: Hey Frank, incoming message from Spike Pip. This is a quote you might be interested in from Stephen King. I never write ideas down, because all you do when you write ideas down is kind of immortalise something that should go away. If they're bad ideas, they go away on their own. I picked up that quote from Sly Flourish on his... Uh, website he posted on the 4th of February it's an article called throwing away Se- secrets and it makes uh, interesting reading so I think you'll like it Frank uh, hope you will. well catch you later
0: thanks Colin I do like Stephen King and I'm definitely a fan of Sly Flourish and I like the quote although writing ideas certainly makes it harder to throw them away but I'm not sure about the immortalizing part You know, my day job as a video producer, I've learned how to kill my darlings and will gladly mow them down like a zero-level TPK. Plus, you know, if I don't get my ideas down, they may never get out there. I'm just not good at that. You know, they might percolate and ferment in the background for a really long time, and I don't know that anybody can stand, well, I certainly don't want to wait for five years before the good idea pops up on the top. It's just way too long for me. And that was my first voicemail or call-in episode. I know a lot of other podcasters do this from time to time. So, you know, I think I might have to follow suit, although I'm not going to wait so long. I think I'll just have to tackle it in smaller chunks and not let them get so stale.